All right, and we are here. It is talking reckless. It is your boy Reckless Ryan, and I have a guest. First get well, second guest of 2022. First recorded guest of 2022. This is Taylor, aka Gray Wolf. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up, man? So uh, you're an artist on uh, Afterlife, right? Afterlife Entertainment, Afterlife Records, all yep. that good stuff. So tell me, you have a track coming out on January 28th. Uh, tell me a little bit about it, man. Um, yeah, so it's a, a mid-tempo track. It actually started off, um, I was trying to submit it for a, a Seven Lions remix contest that happened like at the beginning of quarantine. And um, didn't get selected, which is fine. And I decided to, uh, it was completely different um and i decided just to make a single out of it and yeah all right i like it man i like that yeah i've done that a time or two because it's like man the 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 core is there you know what i'm saying it's like man i don't want this track to get a waste you know what i'm saying like exactly. just because yeah. they even pick it don't mean it ain't good you know what i'm saying a lot of that shit's rigged anyway man it's 100%. crazy yeah it's crazy dude like that uh that dirty bird uh contest that happened a while ago mm-hmm. and they had like someone who assigned a dirty bird to win this shit like come on bro like get the fuck out of here i would think they wouldn't be able to enter that seems that's sketch but right isn't that sketchy shit yeah it's fucking crazy bro that's cool bro uh so tell me man how long have you been producing um i mean I, i kind of started producing in college so 2000 late 2015 early 2016 okay um but it was uh, it wasn't anything like super super serious. Um, I would say probably in 2017 into 18 is probably when I got like really serious about it and um, started trying to actually develop my own sound. Um, yeah. All right. So you said the Seven Lines remix contest. Seven Lines been like a big influence the whole time, or just recently? Tell me about like some influences in Seven Lines or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I mean, initially with with music in general, I guess um, I started off really into like pop punk and metalcore growing up oh and, shit. um so I, I kind of had my like musical up and comings uh, i guess you could say in the austin metal scene i was a vocalist for a while um and then band didn't pan out and just um hard to find another band because everything is just super saturated uh here in austin um and so I went to college, tried the whole singer songwriter route, but wasn't very good at playing guitar. <laughs> um, and uh, it's funny because like I, I always like kind of knew I was into EDM without knowing I was into EDM. Right. Um, that makes any sense. Like um, a lot of my favorite like video games and stuff like that, like there's a lot of like JRPG games had like those like bumping uh, tracks going on in the background. And then a lot of the metal bands that I was into would have like little elect- electronic riffs and stuff like that um and so once i got into college um yeah i kind of just explored it more and um started off listening to you know a bunch of like prog house and stuff like that and then um one day i think i was like i was going to edc 2015 and uh on the plane ride i think uh, seven lion just happened to show up in my spotify and i was like what is this golden amazingness (laughs) Um, but yeah he's a big influence um trivecta him and Trivector are probably my tops. Um, but I mean, obviously, love Nirko, AE5, um, all those melodic Ophelia boys, and um, obviously, Millennium, too. So, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's what's up, man. So, I mean, damn. So, if you went to EDC in, uh, what'd you say, 2015? That, mm-hmm. That's seven years ago, bro. I know. That's- it's insane yeah dude so i mean yeah you i mean that's that's almost veteran status now you know what i'm saying that's 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 a long time ago bro which is funny because i'm i'm kind of an old man i just turned 30 this year and so that ain't that old bro that ain't that old it feels old but um but um i don't know i guess a lot of people that i know um were into the scene a lot longer than me and so it just like it kind of feels like you know I'm, i'm new to the scene but it it's hard to that perspective it doesn't feel like it was seven years ago but right that's insane i went to my first show in uh, 2011 i believe dude so yeah no i feel you bro i used to be the youngest motherfucker at all the clubs and shit yeah but at one point was like the youngest dj that was like djing at clubs and shit in dallas oh yeah and now here i am like in my mid-20s i'm just like fuck dude i am getting old bro like mid-20s i would what i would kill to be like 25 again (laughs) Yeah, I'm 26, man, and uh, 
I mean, dude, like, like I said, I've been, I've been doing this club shit. So like 17, 18, like yeah. as soon as I hit the club age where I could go and bro, like, I'm just like, man, like almost everybody who I was DJing with don't DJ no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like very, very few people from that era are still like actively out playing and uh dude yeah it's crazy man i've seen a lot of people come and go you know what i'm saying i mean as, as you've seen with edc man that that headliner lineup ain't the same it's yeah. got a bunch of the same names but there's a lot of people who just fall off out of nowhere yeah 100 yeah it's crazy man so like so tell me dude like so wait like so you said you got into it like through video games and everything what were some of the video games that you like used to play do you still play games man um yeah not so much anymore um and it's definitely not not the same kind of video games um this was like the the easiest one for me to just like pick out was because i I loved final fantasy so like jrpg games so um final fantasy 10 was like the first one i really got into okay um and so yeah just i mean there's a ton of video games anything that was like super action-packed like there's always you know you get into the big fight and it's either like some crazy like up-tempo heavy hitting right. track or it's like metal so right <laughs> or i'm yeah. sure about which is even more dope but uh it's just like some fucking crazy dragon force shit going on the whole time <laughs> yeah um but yeah no now um i still play video games a little bit um uh uh, music takes up a lot of my time and what right. games I do play. I, I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla a okay. lot. So that's kind of dropped off. I beat the main story and I kind of just been playing through it as the new DLCs come out. Right. Um, because I have like the season pass and then I've played a little bit of the Far Cry, but um, I'm actually like really into um, and it's kind of become more of like a um, an interest developing more into a hobby. Um, I'm really into tabletop games. Like I play um Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Um, hey, little D and D action. Okay, I can yeah. fuck with that. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I started DMing uh, for the first time, just doing like some one shots towards like the end of last year. Um, I would say like I think September October. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, actually, excuse me. Um, just been kind of getting deeper and deeper into it and um yeah i got i got my start playing too so that's that's dope there you go oh that's always good hell yeah dude yeah so my homie uh well i got a couple homies who play D &D and everything and i I want to bro i got kids dude that's i can't ever commit myself to a set schedule because i know like it's like once a week or whatever i can't ever commit to it be like yeah i'm good then i'll show up for one time out of like two months so like shit happens like i don't you know what i'm saying i don't i can't control it but now, dude, yeah, D and is fun as fuck, bro. Like the little bit that I've gotten to play of it, it's fun as shit. And then, uh, so I went on this trip to California, right? This is like, right, maybe April 2020, like right when COVID started really hitting, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna shut state borders down and shit," right? Well, my girl and my kids were out in California, and so I was like, "Dude, fuck, man!" So I gotta go get them. So I went on this like fucking crazy 24 hour road trip and shit, right? Oh well. So I, I was into D and D like I was sitting there watching like YouTube videos and shit. Right. Yeah. And so I found a podcast. It was basically them playing D and D and everything recorded it and everything. And then just put it up into episodes as a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, Holy fuck, this is so lit. And for anyone who's not into D and D, they're like, what the fuck? What a fucking loser. But dude, it's like, it's, it's just stories. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, exactly. The, the cool thing about podcasts like this right here is someone who can sit in there and they can listen to it and they can laugh at the jokes and all this shit and they can feel part of the uh, conversation. And so mm-hmm. when you're sitting in there and you have multiple people in the podcast and you're listening to them laugh and they're making stupid little jokes, but you get it because you were listening to them, you know, like the last episode. So now, now it's a little fucking inside joke. Now you're like, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? You're like you feel connected to shit, especially on a fucking 24 hour drive, bro. Shit, you need some, you need some fucking companionship. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's, um, that anytime me and my girlfriend go on road trips, even out to, she's from, um, like East Texas. Yeah. I got my cardinal directions right. Um, we listen to uh, Crime Junkies a lot. Nice. Um, which is like a, um, a true crime podcast. And we were, we're really into that. Um, that's we last last November, we went to Colorado and we had a lot to catch up on. And then we caught up. She's she'd already been watching it for a while. Um, and so we, we listened to um, all the stuff that I hadn't listened to, like all the older things. And that like got us through that whole drive. But um, yeah, I, I to what you were saying, though, I had listened to a lot of. Uh, or rather I watch, I work from home. Um, okay. So like while I'm working, I watch a lot of critical role and like kind of have that on the background, um, which is kind of the same thing. I don't know if you know who that, that, that group is, but it um, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah they're they're like one of the um probably like one of the bigger um like D streamers sort of thing so uh yeah they're really entertaining uh if you're gonna do it i'd check it out uh, so dude tell me we're both drinking right here okay this is my favorite this is my favorite part of the podcast it always is oh yeah i've got a little uh holiday jack little winter jack right here and i know oh, you're drinking a little oh it's good it's yeah. it's liqueur you know liqueur it's like 15 percent. <laughs> it's it is what it is but i like to drink it during like these because i, can, I don't sit here and be like you know what i'm saying i'll sit here and actually be focused 15 so tell oh, yeah. me about the brewski you're drinking because i'm a craft beer man myself oh yeah um so <laughs> it's actually one of the last times i had some friends over um they uh left this here it's this uh stone fml uh double hazy ipa okay okay um it's pretty good uh i don't drink too much beer anymore um but it's stones definitely one of my favorites they're really good and uh i like a lot of ipas and stuff which is it's funny because i went from um not liking beer at all to dosakis being like the only beer i would drink to oh i love all these craft beers out of nowhere and stuff like yep. that but yep yeah. that's about uh, me too i went to I, I was like nah dude i was always a whiskey dude like always and then i i was like man i cannot do beer and then i got into the Michelob ultra lime cactus good stuff right there sorry just chugging that at like parties and shit and then i got into like miller light and then i got into like shiner and dos Equis. now i just drink fucking anything that's in front of me i'm like let's go i don't really that's like ipas but i like some of them like i'm developing that taste a little bit for them i like yeah. stouts stouts go hard some of them some of them are fucking gross but i mean that's uh, yeah anything. <laughs> um i had a i went to over christmas we went to this little uh uh it was supposed to be a brewery, but I guess they don't brew their beer anymore because I was asking them about it. Um, but they uh, had some sort of oatmeal uh, breakfast ale, and I had never had a breakfast ale before, and that was yeah. Really I was very surprised. And breakfast ales go hard as hell. That's when my home, my homie puts me onto those all the time. He's always into like the ones that have like the little bit of maple syrup in them. He's mm-hmm. always just like, bro, you got to try this one. It's like bourbon aged maple syrup. You got to get <laughs> it, bro. And so he'll bring it over, and it's like, dude, sometimes the motherfuckers are cheap, like expensive as fuck. Like he'll bring like this motherfucker brought it over like a little jug, right? Like a little old time like <laughs> jug, right? This dude brought it over. It was like fifty dollars, bro. And I was like, dude, what the hell? And he was like, I brought it for you. And I was like, oh, oh okay, bro. I appreciate that sincerely. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, it went hard as hell, but fifty bucks. Whew. I mean, if it's strong enough and it gets you there, dude. Yeah, some of this, some of this beer now is crazy, dude. Like we drank, uh, we drank these two beers from Martin House Brewery up here in Fort Worth, and they always put out like these crazy beers. They do like chicken wing beer, like like straight up yo hey that shit went hard as fuck though like we ate it with pizza shit tasted just like you had like a little frank sauce bro it was dope that's awesome it was lit dude this one that we drank it was like a 13 percent and a 12 percent, right yeah and dude we sat there and we were killing them right we drank like two or three and then we went to stand up and we're like oh we gotta <laughs> sit, sit back down, down. <laughs> yeah we gotta sit back down this stuff sneaks up on you real quick dude that's shit yeah. crazy Hell yeah. I love uh, to try all the different craft beers, man. It's fun, dude. Like you never know what you're going to get with them. hundred percent. Have you, have you been out to Austin somewhat recently? I have not been to Austin since Kevin Gates was relevant. I saw him at uh South wow. by. Yeah. I saw him <laughs> at South by we met him and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you ever make your way back out here, I would definitely recommend um, Pine House Brewery. Okay. It's really good. Um, they have really good pizza too. There, they. Um, you might have had uh, Electric Jellyfish. They produce that IPA. Um, I think so. It they just really have, Yeah. Um, I think it's branched out of Austin. Like I know all the Alamo Draft House were selling it for a while. I don't know if that was outside of Austin also. Um, yeah, Alamo Draft House. They had a couple of them up here. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah. So I, I would definitely like recommend if you ever come back down here trying that out. Um, do you like sour beers? Uh, depending on how sour. Sometimes it's a little too sour, but I can I can get down with the sour. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that's uh my my friend. He 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 was really into beer also, and um, he uh, described sour beers as tasting like skunk, which <laughs> um kind of put me off a little bit. But <laughs> he must have never had a fucking Corona right corona's the skunkiest thing i've ever had dude that shit skunk i still can't drink coronas man one of the um it was actually an ipa it was like from louisiana where i got that breakfast ale i was talking about because i just like got a little flight 
Mm-hmm. It tasted like straight skunk. It was bad. It was like I I looked at Jacqueline, my girlfriend. I was like, I I cannot drink this <laughs> anymore. Well, that's, it was fucking, really that's fucking crazy, dude. Hey, yeah. so, so to switch up the topics just a touch, man. So you were talking about in our group chat going to the gym, bro. You a gym rat? Um, not so much anymore. Okay. Uh, definitely, okay. definitely picked up that COVID weight. <laughs> Uh, hey, you preaching, bro? I got I got COVID and beer weight. Shoot, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the the beer weight or the alcohol weight is definitely part of COVID, though, because you know you're just chilling, bored. What else are you gonna do? That's Crack true. open some some drinks. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I started working out a lot. Um, I guess like 2014, um, going into college, got like really fit, and then um, yeah, just kind of fluctuate i've always kind of fluctuated with weight and stuff like that but mm-hmm. trying to get back on it gotta probably cut the drinking down and start eating better again but it's uh just too easy to not <laughs> hey man you gotta treat yourself too you know what i'm saying maybe maybe cut it to one you know and you still gotta treat yourself you know what i'm That's, saying I, I agree completely you gotta live you it while you're here man that's what I'm saying. You got to live it while you're here, bro. Cause exactly. Hey man, as Betty White showed, man, you ain't, you ain't guaranteed tomorrow, man. <laughs> ain't guaranteed. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. I just started hitting the gym again, man. I was, I was hitting it pretty good over the summer uh, or right before summer. And then um, man, just fell off and then just trying to get back into it. Now I'm going about once a week, trying to get that up, just trying to get in there, man. The, my hardest part is damn waking up, dude. Yeah. It's like I gotta get up early as fuck. Like to go to the gym, I gotta go up at like four thirty. I'm just like, mm-hmm. dude, it's so fucking hard to get up at four thirty. Like, yeah, it, it ain't hard if I'm like doing it for money, but to be motivated just to go to the gym before I go work a ten hour fucking shift. God damn, that shit hard as fuck to get motivated for. And I, yeah, I mean, I agree completely. And I, I used to have no problem with like after work or later in the day going to the gym. Um, but now, like, excuse me, I said earlier, we uh we both work from home. And so, um, we tend to, um, we don't get up early for the gym. And then by the time mm-hmm. the evening comes like for, I guess staring at the computer screen, I don't know, but I'm just being exhausted, exhausted and, yep. and I'm like, I don't want to go even taking pre-workout. I just don't feel motivated. But um, See, I can't take pre-workout. I got like a little heart thing, so uh, oh, I can't man. do pre-workout. So I have to go in there just fucking wiping the cold out my eyes you feel me like just all right i gotta put in six seven miles on this goddamn bike so i do i'm a bike dude like i I like the bikes a lot because like being a bigger dude man it's hard to like you can't you can't run man them joints hurt them joints hurt when you get a little bigger man they hurt so i was like yeah no i just do the bike and i've been trying to uh start walking too just kind of you know just do something to kind of switch it up from the bike because like I don't, I ain't in there trying to get swole or no shit. I'm just in there trying to lose a little weight, add a little cardio, just help the heart really. And, um, I mean, I got, I got, you know what I'm saying? I got flexing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's just the type of shit that I've been trying to do. Uh, are you into vitamins at all? This is something I bring up on every uh, episode. I'm a big vitamin guy. Vitamins. Um, I like with a lot of things, I had a routine in the morning of like taking a multivitamin every day pre quarantine mm-hmm. and everything. And then that just, everything fell off. So got to get back on your goddamn vitamins, no, Taylor. You're not wrong. <laughs> beer has plenty of vitamins, right? <laughs> hey man, hey, you take it with your beer shit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, I'm a big vitamin guy, man. Them, them vitamins, that shit that you need for inflammation of the brain, all that shit, man. Zinc. Get them green tea extract, man. Get all of it. Fish oil pills. Get all that shit, man. It helps out a lot. It really does. Yeah. Energy wise, like you talking about, man. You take a little fucking vitamin right there. Like, let's say you get off work at five. You take it at four. Time you get off, you're good to go. You know what I'm saying? You're ready. You get that little little uh, what is it? The B12 in you. Ooh boy. Good old Ooh, boy. <laughs> B12 and vitamin C, man. I take. I, I'm real picky about my. Uh, hey, man. I'm real picky about my uh, flashbacks. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm real picky about my uh, vitamins, man, just because a lot of this shit that you buy, like the one a days and shit, they're like, they suck, dude. They have like 75% of your daily value and shit. That ain't shit, bro. You have to take like yeah. two of those. One a day, you have to take two a day. Fuck that. So I, <laughs> I go and like research a bunch of different ones and stuff. And I actually just, dude, I use uh, Winco name brand, bro. Like if you flip it on the back, their fucking daily uh, value of it is insane, bro. And it's like, it's everything on it. it's got like iron zinc it's got uh, uh whatever it is magnesium you know it's got all the vitamins 
all that shit. And it's good, man. I mean, shit, I feel good as fuck whenever I do that. I'm a, like yeah. I say, I'm a big vitamin guy, man. I try to push it every podcast. And I actually have people whenever they come on now, if they if they listen to the podcast a bunch, they'll actually be like, yeah, hey, I've been taking my vitamins reckless. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, you're completely right. It's something I need to get back in the habit of. And um, I used to give uh, my girlfriend a hard time for not um, taking her vitamins, but now I've fallen off. So I guess now her reckless is yeah. giving you a hard time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's where we've come full circle or something like that. Hell yeah, man. Have you picked up any new hobbies from COVID? Like any like good ones? You know what I'm saying? Everybody picked up a bunch of bad ones. We all did. Did you pick yeah. up any good ones? Um, any good hobbies? I mean, I guess, again, um, you're going back to getting in on that, getting in on D&D a lot more. Right. Um, and kind of really just getting into that. And really, especially for the first half, um, of COVID anyways, I really just got deep into music production. And, um, I mean, I'll be honest, I released first, oh gosh, I was under a different name with a friend. We released two songs and then by myself, I released three songs and I'm not going to lie. They were absolute garbage. Um, but, uh, I, so I just really tried honing my craft. I started doing like, um, mentorships with people. Um, I had like two with, uh, Trivecta, um, and then I have, I did one with, I did a couple with, um, the artist Saison, who's a, a mid-tempo artist for a while. And then, um, former trance or yeah, former trance now techno artist uh, Johnny Yono, um, he goes by rebel boy now. Um, and then I've done a couple with awakened, um, more recently just to try to really kind of, you know, make, make it all come together, um, right. figure out my weak points. Um, yeah and i bought a switch i did that too okay. and i met my girlfriend i mean that's not really a hobby but you know hey, hey there's a lot of time that gets dedicated to that you call it a hobby you know what i'm saying it's 100 yeah we were really able to spend a lot of good quality time together and i mean now we're living together like a year over a year later so there you go that's good man that's what's up that's good that's always good to see man uh yeah. that's badass man so tell me like tell me a little bit about this metacore phase man Tell me about tell me about this band shit. Tell me about it. I want to know about it. Oh man. Um God, just Don't be embarrassed. Just full full shooting, brother. <laughs> um teenage, like late or early 20s, late teens angst. But um <laughs> yeah, no. So the the band that I was in um initially started off with um me, my friend Sammy, and Teddy, just three of us kind of just writing songs and um, looking back, they were kind of trash, like everything <laughs> is when you're that age, thinking you know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, we just kind of, um, we had our very, our very first show. It was uh, me and Teddy, who was a guitarist, hit their uh, first live show, our first live show. Um, and then everyone else in the band had been in bands before, so they had played live before. Um, and that's kind of the moment I knew that I was meant for the stage. Um, uh, Memphis Mayfire, this is corny as hell, but they have a, a they have a, a, a lyric that goes, uh, I come alive in the lights. And like, that's 100% how I feel. Like, I feel like the most happy, um, the most myself when I'm on stage, um, you know, performing something with music. Okay. Um, I just have like a ton of fun and it's just a great time. Um, you get that like nervous energy, but then it just becomes excited energy and right. you just kind of release it all out. Um, but yeah, so as far as the band goes, um, we released a couple of songs. Um, well, we released like, like demos for songs and then like one official song after some member changes and stuff like that. Um, and then it just got kind of got to the point where there was just uh, too much drama going on. And I was, um, my cousin was in the band with me and the two of us were uh, pretty much like the ones with reliable jobs and kind of just paying for everything. And right. um, so, you know, I'd be paying for the complete time for the practice room that we would get. And sometimes I would pay for the drummer cymbals, which are like $80 a pop and, you know, just a bunch of stuff. And it just got exhausting, especially when, you know, people are wanting to just sit there and take smoke breaks the whole entire time. Right. Not even do shit. Exactly. Which like, 
I have no problem with like, you know, getting high and everything, but like, dude, I'm paying for this. This is on my time. We're not right. doing that. Um, so yeah, that, that eventually just fell apart and I got into another band. Um, then I did like with the guys who were recording the previous band, um, started doing like this, like a little YouTube collaboration thing with them. Um, and where I just did like covers and I even did, um, we were going to film like a little music video for like a punk goes pop remix of, um, a Coldplay track. I can't remember the name right now. Um, and yeah, that was kind of just going good for a while. And then I went to college and they were just like, it was just all kind of like falling apart sort of, right. um, everyone just kind of had different directions that they wanted to go in. Um, and so, yeah, then when I went to college, I tried joining another band. Um, but that just, I, I, I was for like guitar and singing. And again, I'm not very good at guitar. I can, if I know a song, I can sing and play it. No problem. But as far as like learning the songs and stuff like that, it takes me probably a little bit longer. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And so then I just kind of fell into EDM and have just been kind of, you know, going since then. Um, if it was easy, I would show you some like old little sceny weeny pictures <laughs> of me. But um yeah. it'd be funny as shit. Nah, you good, man. I, I have to show you mine. I have some sceny weeny pictures too. I think we all do growing <laughs> oh, up yeah. in that era. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. It's, uh, tell it's me so what sorry, what? No, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's so wild. Um like seeing this the gen zers being like oh man that was the best music era i wish i grew up in that era right. like that and it's like oh my gosh how old am i now like good for you the music was great i still have i have like a middle school trash playlist i call it on oh, spotify yeah. but oh yeah yeah it's the guilty pleasures right there oh yeah hell yeah so tell me dude how did you like where did gray wolf come from where the name come from oh man um yeah that's a I fucking like wolves, man. Wolves are pretty fucking dope. Um, but honestly, um, uh, so uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was in a, a duo with somebody else for a while and um, a really good friend of mine. Um, and we're both, both our names initials are T and, and T and an N. And so um, he was like, oh, let's name ourselves TNT. And I didn't have any idea what to name ourselves. So that's what we named ourselves. Um, and then we split. Um, just, he was busy with his life and he had moved back to Austin and was working and stuff like that. So he just didn't have the time. Um, and I just didn't know what to name myself. <laughs> and um, right. just kind of workshopped it for a little while. And um, yeah, just came up with the name Grey Wolf. There we go. All right. I like it, man. I like it. Short, simple, to the point. I yeah. like it. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, tell me, man, like what's, what's the future hold? You know what I'm saying? What's the long-term game plan? Obviously is to get rich and famous and pay all your bills and tour around the world. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But what's, uh, what's the plan for 2022, man? What you got planned for this year? Oh man. So yeah, we have this, I have this first, uh, mid tempo track that I'm releasing with afterlife. Um, it's featuring an amazing singer. Um, he's named I'm all right. It's, uh, all one word, I-M-A-L-L-R-Y-T. Um, he's been featured on a bunch of other songs more recently. Um, super great stellar artist. Um, and yeah, from there, um, I, I really only wrote a mid-tempo song just because I wanted to do something different. Mm. Um, and I, I'll probably go back to doing mid-tempo at some point, but um, I have a bunch of melodic dubstep melodic bass future bass tracks that i'm working on um i was actually working on one right before we we met we uh met up yeah. but um yeah as far as the future goes um obviously getting those tracks out um i have one that i'm just kind of fine-tuning that i already have vocals on um i have another that need, need vocals but um getting those released and you know, obviously the, uh, like, like you said, we all want to get rich and famous and travel the world and right. do all that jazz. Um, I, I'm finding myself more and more. Yes. That would be great if that happened, but, um, I kind of just have like goals for myself as far as not, not so much that, but it's like, I, I want, I would love to get released on like Ophelia, obviously, cause right. seven lines. And it's like, not, it's more of the, like 
the recognition of my peers, you know, the people that I look up to. Right. Um, that's kind of what I hope the future will become. Um, so yeah, you know, hopefully one day getting signed to them, um, enhanced any of those, those big boy labels, but yeah. Biggins get on the biggins. Yes, exactly. sir. No, I feel you completely, man. Yeah. My thing is, uh, kind of my goal is, uh, to get this podcast up and running and I got a uh, little, little extra project I'm going to be pushing out soon or may have already pushed it out soon by the time this episode comes out, uh, reckless radio. It's going to be like okay. a uh, monthly uh, mix series from different artists and shit. It's trying to oh, do yeah. something, just trying to get more and more for the community and shit, you know, cause I can go out and play shows and whatever, whatever to me, that ain't like, I, dude, I've played a hundred shows. I've fucking, I played 50 something last year alone. You know oh, what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. I've done, I've been there, done that to these shows and she, especially here in town, like played out of state. I've played fucking out of town. I've done all this shit. So the whole playing shows and shit to me, like I, I love it when I'm up there, but I mean, it's not, I got kids, man. I ain't trying to miss all that time. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go touring and shit. I'd love to get this going. I'd love to get like a Joe Rogan thing. You know what I'm saying? Just sit here, get the motherfucking podcast going, making oh, a yeah. fat hundred milli off this podcast. That'd be that's the game plan, right? I ain't got to leave my house. That's what I'm saying. I ain't I ain't gotta do shit. That's my game yeah. plan, man. And then I'm into uh are you into crypto at all? Um, I wish I was. I'm not. Oh shit, dude. I don't yeah. understand it. I mean, I understand it, but right, uh, you know. Oh yeah, no. Nah, I'm mean, I'm into the whole crypto shit and everything too. So hopefully, hopefully that turns into something one day, right? We're all trying to trying to be millionaires and shit. So who knows, man? But yeah, no, nah, I feel you, bro. Like it's good to have individual goals. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to get to some point, getting this thing up to a goddamn uh, thousand listeners every episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Little small goals, man. Because the thousand can turn into two thousand, turn into four thousand, blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once you hit that first thing, man, it's it it's good motivation to hit that next thing. And so if you're already putting out a track coming out January 28th on Afterlife Records, then yeah. it's already you're already putting more and more motion into it. Like you said, you've already released some music, you already know what's shit, what's not shit, you know what I'm saying? So you're already working towards that fucking goal, dude. And it's gonna be it's gonna be dope seeing it, man. Then I, one day when you're all rich and famous on enhanced <laughs> and shit, I'm be like, yo, he was on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully you'll be rich and famous too with your podcast blowing up. Yeah. We're all going to be rich and famous. Hell yeah. Um, Oh, man, I was going to say something and I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. To the crypto thing. My girlfriend, actually, someone she grew up with, um, is like a multimillionaire off of crypto. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's like insane that that can even happen. It's like, dude, man, like uh, the way. So I'm not going to get into the whole like crazy thing. If you want that, you can go listen to the episode with Brandon Webb. We talk, right. we talk crypto for an hour straight up. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's pretty dope. Anyway, so uh, the thing that I pitched with crypto is <sighs> here's the deal. The way that I heard it is people used to say the internet and email wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to stay relevant, wasn't going to happen. Look at those motherfuckers now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I see crypto, man. I would rather be wrong than be late. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be wrong than left behind. Cause man, when you left behind, it's hard to catch up. So how do you, what do you think about all the like NFTs and like meta and all that jazz? Great question. Also discuss that with Brandon Webb. Go check that out. So I I, I have no problem getting into it right now. Trust me. I can talk all day on this shit. So I personally really like NFTs and I think that the space that they're going to is going to be a even better and even more um, accessible thing and utilized. I think right now there's a bunch of fucking scammers in it. And I think right now it's like, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's easy to get scammed just like in crypto, like regular crypto, just like in a a lot of shit right now. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what, what you're looking at, it's easy as fuck to get scammed. Just like for artists, right? Like of these fucking stupid repost channels, most of the shit is fucking bots. It's not even real shit. If you don't know what the fuck you're looking at, Oh, I can get up. I can get 20,000 guaranteed listeners. What? You know what I'm saying? Ain't shit guaranteed and nothing. Mm -hmm. And so just like with the NFTs, the people who are buying these little fucking stupid little apes and shit that are just slightly edited on fucking Photoshop, the shit's fucking stupid. There's no utility for them. They're not used for anything. It's a fucking little fake flex thing. And probably a lot of money laundering going on in that. But when you get into the nitty gritty of the NFTs, you can find ones that are actually utilized. So a great way to explain NFTs for someone who doesn't get it, you know, Mm -hmm. CSGO, right? 
okay, so you know how you can buy different, exactly, you know, you can buy the different skins and you can buy the different guns and shit. That's what real uh, NFTs are. They're utilities and they're tokens for fucking these like games and shit or different functions in these blockchains and shit. The, that's the easiest comparison I can make is you're buying like a skin or whatever. Cause in a lot of the shit, like for sandbox, which is a metaverse, you can actually buy little characters. And with these characters, you can either use them as playable characters in other people's lands, or you can build your own land. If you have your own land that you buy, which is the same goddamn fucking price as a goddamn house. And you can actually put these thick characters and you can build your own world with these characters and shit. So that's what these NFTs are used for. It's just like almost like uh, like for Sandbox, it's almost like you're buying little uh, templates. Not, not necessarily templates, but you get what I'm saying. Little customizable yeah. aspects of a template. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then Fanatics, not to cut you off, Fanatics just Good. bought Tops. So like Tops, the uh, baseball cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you already have name in ages. You're right. So you have NBA Top Shot, okay? And they do NFTs that are basically basketball trading cards now with the futuristic yeah. part of it is that they're like moments right so like you see on espn on sports or sports center that you're sitting there shooting like fucking crazy threes and shit and all that so these nfts are those crazy moments and so like these are legit sold you can find the transaction all that shit they have lebron james ones okay which is obviously you know lebron sure. they've sold for over two hundred thousand. And it's not um what's it called? Uh it says meeting's gonna end in 10 minutes. So we might have to relaunch the meeting here in a second. We'll see what's up. Yeah. So uh it's not for why is it doing that? That's the first time it's ever done that. That's fucking weird. That's all right. It's all good. We'll come back to it. But anyway, yeah. so with um uh the, the LeBron NFTs, they've sold for over two hundred thousand. These are sold, these are not selling for these are sold straight up cash money. And so the stuff has value to people, even if it is money laundering, you can still make thousands off of this stuff with real people. It's just, it's insane, man. Cause like, so like I said, fanatics bought tops and they were already uh, Michael Rubin or whatever the uh, CEO's name is came out on news on the television talking about the future of tops NFTs. So now you're going to have the insane world of baseball trading cards going into the nft space which is going to not only bring in a whole new dynamic of what these things could possibly be used for because i play tops bunt on my phone and that's basically almost like a um it's a non-nft nft you get what i'm saying it's like one of those card games like do you you know magic magic the gathering yeah so you you know the magic the gathering app on the phone um i, I don't but i can kind of imagine what you're yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're basically playing Magic the Gathering when you have like the cards and you can buy the cards or buy packs or whatever. So, it's yeah. the same thing with this Tops Bunt. You can buy like baseball cards or packs of baseball cards. It's going to be, but you, with that, with the uh, Tops Bunt, you can actually set like a fantasy baseball lineup with okay. the cards that you own. That's so cool. that, exactly. That opens up a whole nother space of what these NFTs for just sports could be used for. No, go, go on. No, I, that, that was going to be like my question because um, as far as like what you were saying, as far as like with the, the NBA stuff, um, you know, if you're just, you're, you're getting these, in what, what value other than you have this image, would that have that like a YouTube video of that moment happening? Um, Cause I, I know like, obviously, so like the trading card thing um, mm-hmm. and like turning into a fantasy, like that's, pretty fucking cool i think right um but um as far as just like you know like you're saying like just like the image of lebron shooting some crazy ass three right um i don't know i yeah no where's the value in ignorance with no 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 no, no. i know i completely agree i don't necessarily think that a lot of those have value and i just think that and also it, it may not have value to us but for somebody else it may have value as in like they're a big like lebron fan right and they want to have like collect lebron things like to me a lebron yeah yeah exactly like a lebron jersey to me don't really mean much but to somebody else it could mean the fucking world you know what i'm saying it's all it's exactly it's it's subjective to what you find value in because again i found a lot of things that a lot of people find valuable like fucking furniture like people have all these crazy furnitures or like these crazy shoes and shit i don't think any of that shit's worth fuck you know what i'm saying i wear little fucking walmart shoes i don't give a fuck yeah 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 no and that's like that that was my like initial impression of nfts was it was just a bunch of clout chasers 
um, trying to have something that was expensive because it was expensive. Right. Um, and then I, I kind of talked to a friend of mine a little bit about this, about it. And he was talking more about, I guess, like the potential of NFTs where like, oh, like Taco Bell could give away um, NFTs. And it was like, oh, you would have you could have a free taco every month or whatever if you have this NFT, like those sort of things. Um, they could do things like that. Yeah. So like um, this dude, uh, Al Borland or whatever from Home Improvement fucking uh, uh tim allen's like best friend or whatever so he's oh, having, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he's having his own nfts launch and they're like little meet and greet things so if you buy like cool. yeah yeah if you buy this nft you get to uh get a zoom call with al and you all talk about home improvement and shit if you buy this nft you have a full round of golf with him and shit like it's yeah. little like things like that the world is so open and it's just it's ready for this nft shit like as in like i don't i worded that wrong the nft world is open and it's ready for just all this random shit like i said like you have the stupid little fucking ape things that are photographed or mess with on a uh photoshop and then you have these things that are actually being used for things like i said like the little characters on sandbox and then you have the owl things where it's a meet and greet you could totally have taco bell nfts where it's like you get a taco a month for life or whatever if you drop you know a thousand eth on this thing you know what i'm saying like yeah it's so open to interpretation and just the um creators ideas that dude it's it's the wild wild west right now man and it's a big thing of what i like to talk about is this is like the infancy stage so we had the little stand-up state or the little sit up the stand-up stage right that to me was never bitcoin blew up 10 years ago right because believe it or not that was like eight years ago when it first blew up and made like headlines crazy right yeah Yeah. to all the people who are always like oh crypto ain't gonna last dude that was eight fucking years ago exactly and so i think now like if we're gonna put it as like a baby aspect like i try to do we're in the crawling phase and it's not long man more and more things are happening more and more companies are buying into these cryptos and these nfts and shit that we're about to be walking and then we're going to be running once the government regulations hit whatever fucking thing that they're going because like january 1st 2024 is supposed to be the big like regulation for the united states on it and uh i think once that date hits or if it gets pushed back whatever ends up happening but in between then it's going to be a big deal because they put this crazy regulation because they're going to put like a 35 percent tax on all transactions and shit oh, wow if that ends up happening don't know about crypto if that ends up getting pushed back and changed who knows what the fuck could happen because now you're not only not only if they can figure out how to like get these banks and these stock market people to start making money from this shit dude i mean because that's a big thing the banks are fighting this stuff because more and more people are putting money into that instead of like savings accounts and doing like a bunch of 401k things so they can't sit there and fuck with people's money because the banks don't yeah. even have their own fucking money they're using other people's money to pay other people yep whack af yeah it's fucking ridiculous man it's like we just go with this because it's fucking what we've known, what we've grown up with. And our parents, parents, parents said it was okay. And they all got yeah. fucked. And here's the great depression. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we, we could go <laughs> so deep into that, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like though with crypto and the amount of money that's behind it, um, there would probably be some serious lobbying. Oh, oh yeah, but yeah. Now, anyway, crypto shit crazy, shit wild. So, tell me, man, are you into sports at all? Um, loosely. Mm. Um, very which ones loosely. are you loosely into? Uh, mostly football. I enjoy hockey, and I will watch some soccer. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't noticed on the start, shit, I'm rocking. I have. I have. <laughs> Hell yeah, That's- man. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, like, um, I like remember when Austin Ice Bats were the Austin Ice Bats, and now they're the Dallas Stars feeder group. But yeah, yeah, fucking great. Yeah, Texas Stars down there in Austin. I need to go see a Texas Stars game. I have never been to a Texas Stars game. Come on down. We can go to a Pine House Pizza and hey, go to don't the game. don't tempt me, bro. My girl been trying to see Austin, dog. She's never been. Okay. She's from Cali, so she's never been to Austin. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Austin's like the Cali destination, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. All that fucking. So <laughs> tell me, dude. Okay, so you ain't got to say the uh, company or anything. What do you do for a day job if with working at home? Do you work at one of these tech companies that's like all crazy down there now? 
No, I wish I did. Um, no, I actually, I work for the state. Um, oh, okay. I work, um, oh, so you a fed run. No, I'm playing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, I, I work in public drinking water regulation. Okay. All um, right. Yeah. I, I got my degree in water resource management actually. Okay. Um, Is there anything I should be scared of? <laughs> no, um, no, not really. Not being in Dallas, you should be fine. Um, but no, I actually work in, um, so it's now the, um, God, what are we called now? It's like the emergency. No, it's just the preparedness and resilience group. Okay. Um, that came into being after, um, trop- uh, not tropical storm. I'm sorry. Um, winter storm Yuri, um, last February. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the, the group that I was in, that I am in now that's expanded, um, it was just three of us and we were part of the inventory protection and management inventory and protection, not management. Um, sorry, these beers are getting to me now. Um, <laughs> we're but, getting towards uh, the end. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, um, so basically like what, uh, the group that I was in, it was the three of us, it was two senior people that know everything. And then there was me. Um, and what we did was we, um, evaluated, uh, emergency preparedness plans, which is for Fort Bend and Harris County. So the greater Houston area, um, it was mostly just to make sure, um, community systems or, um, places that had overnight accommodations like hotels, um, would be able to, um, provide, uh, potable drinking water and just water you can use for your daily life okay. um, in case like, of an emergency, like a hurricane or winter storm Mary. Um, but after the winter storm, uh, state ledge came and decided to do it for the entire state of Texas. And, uh, we just, we became our whole own, um, division, I guess not division group, um, within the, the public drinking water division and, um, excuse me. Yeah. So I went from being the low man on the totem pole to the slightly higher than the low man on the totem pole, but, right. um, <laughs> yeah. Tell me dude. So with the uh, winter storm, like how crazy was it like in terms of work? And then how crazy was it wherever y'all lived? Like I got real lucky. The only thing I ever lost was Wi-Fi. I had no Wi-Fi at all. Like nice. the whole time. Yeah. Like I had heat, which is really good, but man, I'll tell you, it's like a first world problem, dude. No Wi-Fi with fucking two little, a two-year-old and a three-year-old. I'll tell you what, that shit was chaos. I can imagine. Um, yeah. No, we were very lucky. We actually, so, um, my girlfriend and I, um, moved into the house that we're in now from, um, our old, like one bedroom apartment, literally the week before the storm hit. Um, and we didn't have gas in our house until the day the storm hit because there was some different leaks and stuff like that. Um, but that got taken care of storm hit. We're lucky because we're right next to the power grid in our area. And we're also next to, um, a firehouse so we didn't lose power we didn't lose anything and we're gas too so we're pretty good to go as far as that goes oh yeah Um, yeah i'm right next to like a city hall and like a college and shit so yeah the important stuff yeah important stuff yeah quote unquote um yeah that's i mean i remember seeing you know pictures of downtown where downtown's all still lit up which i understand there's a giant hospital in downtown austin but like sixth street probably didn't need to get all lit up but um <laughs> but um yeah no it, it speaking for myself it wasn't bad but i know all of my friends had a rough time and obviously you know plenty of people died and um yeah now that was it was it was a rough situation we were lucky because we had just gotten gone grocery shopping but we had light groceries and then mm-hmm. we had a friend come stay with us and um my friend ate all first. your food. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We actually we we uh, we went. We walked like a mile up the road to the convenience store that was closed, and then so we had to walk a mile down oh, to the other convenience store. Been there. That was also closed, but then the liquor store was open. <laughs> and Sounds they about had, right. Like, yeah. like ramen and snacks. Yeah, hundred um, percent. 
So it was it was fun at first, but um, as the little bit of groceries and snacks and ramen started to dwindle, it started to get a little bit stressful. But oh yeah, oh, I believe it, man. Yeah, I uh, tried walking up to Walmart after like three or four days, and it's about a mile up there. And uh, dude, it was cold as fuck. I was sitting there like, ah, oh, it ain't that whatever. I thought it was like half a mile. Now it was a full mile. And I was like, fuck. So I'm getting up there and I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting yeah. there freezing. You're slipping and sliding everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm crossing the street. It's my last street to cross before I get to Walmart. Straight fall on my ass, dude. Straight fucking. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and so get this shit. Okay. So I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like I'm all mad and shit. So I walk up to Walmart. Walmart's closed. No power. Yep. 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 So I that. had to walk all the way back. I was like, I'm fucking done. I fucking hate this shit. I fucking I'm over it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. I mean, I, I'm I, honestly, it was probably like a half a mile walk up to the first place that we went to. And then uh-huh. probably like a full mile walk down to the, the liquor store. But it still took us like two hours just to do that. Yeah. Um, it's fucking yeah. it's cold as fuck. Yeah, and then just walking on the snow and everything, and yeah, and we're like right kind of next to our neighborhood. Is um, I think my dogs are about to go off. Sorry if they do, but um, right next to uh, the neighborhood that we're in uh, is like a giant like green space for some um, power cables to go through, Um, and it was that that whole area was just absolutely covered. And the easiest part to walk on was walking through like the frozen snow ice mixture right you just like have to like hit down really hard to be able to press through it and like keep walking and so it just it took us forever um without falling and busting our asses and yeah hell yeah let's hope it doesn't happen again this february (laughs) the masochistic side of me kind of hopes it does but (laughs) i just i like the cold and i feel you I don't I like, oh man, I got paid for work. So I was like, all right, fuck yeah. Like, so oh, yeah. if I get paid again, fuck yeah. But I'm also just like, fuck, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The, oh man. But yeah, dude. Hey, so let's go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up, man. So yeah. uh where can we find you at on all the socials and all that? Yeah, so just uh at great wolf G-R-Y-W-O-L-V. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook soundcloud spotify i technically have a twitter but i don't twitter right um i'm bad with social media to begin with but yeah any of those hit me up all right man all right um and then uh new track coming out january 28th on my way right that's the that's the name on my way on my own on my own boom i i had part of it right (laughs) yeah (laughs) on On my my own featuring i'm all right it's a fucking bop so there we go afterlife records go check it out It'll be out the same week. I'm going to drop this same week as that. So go check it out this Friday, January 28th. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, go go show Grey Wolf some love, man. Tell him to uh, keep it reckless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, hell, yeah, we have to go see a Texas Stars game, bro, for real, for real. We'll oh, yeah, that. dude, that'd be, that'd be so much fun. I'd love to do that. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that That probably probably the end of this year. We're going to try to, we're gonna try to make that happen. Yeah, just hit me up, man. Hell, yeah. You know where to find me. Big bet. All right, man. This was Talking Reckless. I am Reckless Ryan. That was Grey Wolf. Until next time, adios.